Hey everyone, welcome to Dramatic for a Living, a podcast where actors can get the inside scoop on tips and tricks for the business aspect of our career. I'm your host, Asha Etchison, an actress, writer, and director. So let's just jump right into it. So in regards to acting, I'm going to start with the basics. Now, moving forward with the series, every episode will be properly labeled. Therefore, if there's something specific you want to hear about, you can jump to it. But in the meantime, I'm going to be talking on the basics. And I feel as though the first basics of acting is, what are your goals? And what I mean by that is, why are you acting? Why are you doing this? You know, is it a hobby? Is it something that you want to be a profession? And that question is really important because that's going to determine how much dedication and effort and time you're willing to put into this. So there's a saying that I love, it takes 10 years to make an overnight success. And so that pretty much is talking about how a lot of people don't see the backhand work that actors put into their career, the networking, the materials, the classes, everything that goes involved with that one breakout moment. Now, the basics, pretty much, I'm assuming that you might be a newer actor or an actor who um, has kind of been in the business a bit, but maybe you need to just kind of revamp or go over some of these things. And so starting off, once you identify whether this is a hobby for you or a profession or even just something part time, then you want to look at, well, what field are you trying to aim towards? Now, many actors nowadays are multi-hyphenate artists, so they do other creative things outside of just acting, but also as an actor, there are different fields. So whether you focus primarily on commercial acting, theater acting, voiceover acting, TV film acting, you know, there's so many different uh, subgenres in a sense. And it's important to research. I'm so big on research. I'm always going to be pointing out research throughout the podcast because I think there's just so much to be learned from discovery and what other people are doing or what other information is out there. And also our industry is constantly changing, especially as we have streaming services now and, you know, the internet blowing up. There's so many different opportunities that are available. So I think it's really important that you kind of research your field, you know, what it is that you want to do. Now, jumping a little more into the concept of research, I think it's important also to in a sense, find mentors, in a sense, find people that you look up to or you admire. Um, It doesn't mean that you have to mold yourself into their image or follow their career the way they did it, which is going to be impossible. Everyone's journey is specifically tailored to them in this career path. You know, there is no right way necessarily to make it. There is no one way to necessarily make it. But doing a little research can help you to find out more about uh, things that people had to overcome or avenues that they took that you didn't even know was an option. So whether that's on YouTube of looking up different interviews that actors have given, um, different books that actors have written or even acting coaches, things like that. It's really important to arm yourself with as much knowledge as possible. All right, so let's assume that you've done your research, you know what kind of acting you really want to get into. Now, for most actors, you're going to need a headshot. Um, I'm not exactly sure if that is something that really matters in the voiceover field, but when it comes to commercial, when it comes to theatrical, when it comes to TV and film, you're going to need a headshot. Now, even saying that, headshots in those three fields are completely different. So the headshot that you would use for commercial usually is more friendly, more open, brighter colors, smiles. Headshots for theater usually have a more moody type of feel to them. Um, And headshots for TV and film, they can range because you want to be able to portray that you can do different characters, different looks. 
The one main thing to keep in mind, though, is that a headshot should look like you. It shouldn't be airbrushed to death. It shouldn't have um, all these different things done to it. Pretty much, you need to be able to walk into the casting room and look like your headshot. Now, I've heard someone say this before, and I definitely think there is some merit to it. But they say that those in the entertainment field, those who are in the public eye, those that, you know, our body is our instrument, a lot of the times these fields can foster insecurity or highlight them. So I know that it can be hard for many actors to see themselves in pictures or to even watch themselves on screen. But I really think that this is a wonderful opportunity to work on your self-image. You don't need to look airbrushed. You don't need to look perfect. There is a role out there for everyone, honestly. And so the best thing that you can do is learn to embrace your uniqueness and highlight it. So moving more into the realm of TV and film, um, you're going to want headshots that can represent the different characters you can play. Also, my theater actors, I would love to hear your thoughts if there's anything I miss out. I'm not very heavy in the theater or commercial field, so definitely feel free to drop information. You can go onto the IG page and DM me or even email me. Now, like I said, I want this podcast to be Uh, kind of a free flow of information. So I'm definitely open to your thoughts. But the main thing is, if you're going to be sent out for different roles, you should be going out for things that, first of all, you want to play. And that's another huge thing for actors, especially ones who are starting out. I hear so often, well, I want to play everything. And honestly, there's nothing wrong with wanting to do that. But the question is, can you believably play everything? I also think as you continue on your career and you begin to know yourself a bit more, and, and that's another thing I want to point out, acting can really make you look at yourself and get to know yourself. This career can really make you have to sink deeper into yourself as a person, and especially because of how much rejection you may hear, whether it's a literal no or it's just silence, you know, so many things make you have to turn inward and evaluate. So I really think it's important that, you know, actors also work on their their sense of self, their mental health, a whole fortification of the mind, body, and spirit. But I'll get into that later. Back onto the headshots. You want to have headshots that are going to depict the roles you'll be sent out for. And as you kind of get more experienced in this career, you'll pick and choose things that you kind of realize you just don't want to play. You know, some things that really just don't grab your attention at all. I know there's such a thing as a talk of types and being typecasted. And no, no one necessarily wants to be typecasted. But I also feel as though that starting out, if you do find yourself kind of being put more towards certain roles, that it's good for you to evaluate that, keep your eye on that, and even ask yourself, what type of energy is my material giving off that I'm being sent in this direction? And if you like where you're being sent, hey, stay there, more power to you. But that's something that's going to help you to reevaluate if you need to rebrand. And we'll get more on that later. So looking for a headshot photographer, it's better to invest. Um, If you are a child, then usually not so much. They understand that children are constantly growing. You know, the headshots are constantly going to change. So usually a snapshot is just fine. Um, But in regards to an adult or someone who is in their teens, um, usually you want to invest. You want to find a photographer that you trust. Now, you can look online. You can use recommendations, which is also awesome if you happen to have actor friends and see where they get their headshots taken. Going back to that investment part, headshots can be more expensive depending on who the photographer is, how well known they are, and the area. 
So for instance, I'm in the New York market. Headshots over here can be anywhere from 500 to 800 and sometimes up if you're adding on a hairstylist and makeup artist and etc. Over in LA, I believe it's a bit cheaper, somewhere around 200, 300 um, ATL. I think it's around the same. So the market does fluctuate. It really does depend. But you want to make sure that you're getting to work with someone who, first of all, you've done your research on and you've looked through their portfolio. You've seen um, what kind of packages they offer. Some people offer one look for a certain amount of time. Some people offer two to three looks. Some people offer unlimited looks within an hour. Um, Some people will edit only one image after your shoot and you have to pay for the rest. So it really depends on what it is that you're looking for. But the main thing that I caution people to do is to first of all, find a few different photographers, put a list together, compare their prices, look at their portfolio. Do they shoot people that look like you? This is so important, Um, especially being a woman of color. I definitely look at how brown skin is captured, Uh, the color schemes that the photographer may use. You know, some people You can tell they have a flair for um, boldness, bright backgrounds. Maybe it's a lot more light in their pictures. They tend to look a little more um, ethereal in a sense. You know, there's so many different styles out there. And one is not necessarily better than the other. But just keep in mind, this is not necessarily supposed to be model-y. It's supposed to be more of a realistic snapshot of whoever your character is. Now, a good headshot photographer will correspond with you. And discuss what you're looking for and we'll be able to help you. Sometimes headshot photographers will actually go through your wardrobe. They'll suggest you bring, you know, an abundance of items so that they can go through and help you pick out the colors that are going to look good on their backdrops and etc. For your makeup, if you cannot do your makeup, and this is more so for the ladies, um, but if you cannot do your makeup, then you should hire a makeup artist, you know, someone to do it for you. The big thing is, unless you are purposely trying to capture an over-glamorized character, your makeup should be natural. Your makeup should be how you could do it if you were called in for an audition right now and had to bring in that headshot. So you want to keep it natural. You want to keep it, um, you know, clean for the most part. The only exception is if you're playing a character. If you're going for someone who looks you know, extremely in one direction or the other, like well put together or kind of falling apart, that's the only exception. For those of my listeners who have facial hair, you want to get variety. So you might want to do a look that has facial hair and then some without it. Please keep in mind, and I'm sure you already know that facial hair is going to make you look older versus not having it is going to give you a much younger, youthful look. And having that in your portfolio is good to have. In regards to hairstyles, it's okay to have different hairstyles. When I shoot, I tend to bring wigs. I love wearing different lace front wigs. So I actually will do some that are in styles uh, closer to how I would normally style my hair just because I'm lazy. (laughs) And sometimes, you know, you get that last minute audition and you don't feel like busting out all the styling tools. So, hey, I have a wig that kind of works like that. Um, Also, If I don't want to color my hair, I don't want to cut my hair, it's good to have those things to be able to just throw it on. Some photographers are very understanding of needing to catch different looks, so they actually will break up your shoot into different days. So for those of you who don't or won't wear wigs, um, you can get a couple of looks with the way your hair or facial hair is already styled, and then you can come back and do the other look, a switch up or, you know, clean shaven look uh, later on. So some photographers do offer that and that's something that you might want to keep in mind. 
Now, some acting sites do offer resources for photographers, just in case you're having a hard time finding some. Um, You can look on your local acting school website. Usually they have some type of affiliation. Uh, You can reach out to different acting coaches that you may know of, acting teachers. I know sites like Actors Connection have different resources of local photographers. So that's something you can keep in mind. But really, you can honestly find headshot photographers all over. Now, if you're in an area that is not one of the mainstream filming hubs, so, um, you know, LA, ATL, New York, etc. It might be a little harder. Um, It's okay to just get a good shot of yourself. Once you found your photographer, once you have compared prices, you've done your research on their portfolio, you know, you're ready to go. You've planned out how you want to do your hair. You planned out your different looks, whatever the case is. It's important to do some research and have just a little pile put together of headshots that really catch your eye. You can even bring that into the photographer and let them know, hey, this is along the lines of something I want to capture. Now, for anyone who's not comfortable with posing, I would suggest that you practice. Practice in the mirror. Get your smiles on. Pull out the selfie cam. Now, headshots are going to be different from selfies. There's not going to be, you know, that hand up, eyes, duck face, whatever to the camera. I'm just saying. But... It's going to be more straightforward and your body, you want to practice. So if you want to look on YouTube, they have some great resources on there. There's some headshot photographers who give tips on there for posing. And like I said, you want to embody whatever character, whatever energy you're trying to put across. That's going to carry into your posture. That's going to carry into your eyes. The eyes are so important when it comes to the headshot. You don't want dead eyes. You want to feel something. You want to be conveying something. So the more you can practice, even if you just have a friend grab a camera and you just practice, you know, taking some shots, anything that's going to get you a little more comfortable. But I also do want to point out that a really great headshot photographer usually knows how to get an actor more comfortable. Usually, you know, they have their tips, their tricks, their go-to poses, their jokes, and they're going to try to make the experience for you as pleasant as possible. I also want to sidebar real quick because, like I said before, there is no one fast, hard rule for this industry. So the thing is this. If you are knowledgeable enough in photography and comfortable enough that you want to take your own headshots, that can be a very affordable way for actors to update their headshots and to get headshots. Or if you know someone who's really good with photography, a friend who wants to take some shots of you. Personally, I've had headshots taken by professional photographers and I've taken them myself. But the thing is, I've also done photography for a few years as well. So I'm definitely thinking about maybe on YouTube making a video on how you can possibly take your own headshots to start out. But it never hurts to have different styles. It never hurts to, um, you know, be captured in different ways. I will say, though, when it comes to headshots, when it comes to anyone's matter of opinion in this business, it really is about personal taste. For instance, The headshots that I've taken of myself have been the most chosen for casting so far. There was one headshot that I had taken and I had purple hair in it. And I remember that this was a few years ago. I was trying to get a manager and I was taking it to different places, you know, just being in front of different people. And I'll talk more about that in another episode. But people kept telling me like my headshot was cold in the eyes. It wasn't enough warmth. It wasn't enough this. It wasn't enough that. But I really liked the headshot. The headshot was specific with like a grunge type of feel. You know, it's not something I would send out for the everyday ordinary, but I really liked it. And so I kept it in my port. Let me tell you that that headshot was the one that got me a booking for my first TV co-star role. So 
really listen to your intuition. I mean, I don't think it hurts to ever get second opinions, third opinions, outside perspective, but also listen to yourself. You know, if there are certain shots that you really just like or certain clips or whatever as you move forward in your career, learn to trust yourself as well. You know, when it comes to choosing headshots, I still like to get outside opinion because sometimes I have a hard time judging myself in regards to how I like to see my face and angles versus how other people may, you know, like to see it. But when it comes to taking my own pictures, I've kind of gotten into a groove. So yeah, I really do think I might put out a video just to help those who want to try and take headshots themselves. But like I said, it doesn't hurt to work with a professional either. I've worked with people and I kind of understand in a sense what we're looking for versus let's say a fashion shoot or, you know, a conceptual shoot, things like that. So it doesn't hurt, but there is no one path. There is no one path. Now, let's say you've gone to the shoot. You've taken your headshots, you've gotten your different looks and everything, and now it's time to choose. So usually they say that an actor should not choose their own headshots. Um, Honestly, I leave that up to you, but I'll tell you why they say that. The way we like to see ourselves is not necessarily the way that other people may like to see us. And I know that kind of sounds weird and it's like, huh? But... For instance, we may see a picture that really would be perfect to convey a certain emotion, would be a really great commercial shot, a really great, you know, moody theatrical shot, and yet kind of that inner judgment can come out and we discard it versus other people will look at that and will love it. That could be the headshot that gets you booked. Now, I'm not saying you should put up anything that you absolutely hate, but What I am saying is if you can get a trusted actor friend, if you have an agent, if you have a manager, even better, have them choose your headshot. Even headshot photographers can be really great to ask them, hey, would you mind just pointing out a couple of your favorites for me? You know, I've done that a few times as well, and I was always surprised with what they chose. But after really looking at it, I'm like, yeah, I see it. And I would have never chosen this for some reason. Now, I caution to not go ahead and edit your own unless you have knowledge of editing and, you know, pictures and things like that. But um, please don't put any filters over your pictures. I do casting as well for different projects that I've written and that I'm directing. And I've had people submit to me and throw out their, you know, headshots or selfies rather where there was the Snapchat filter or the doggy ears. And let me tell you, they cute. I think it's cute. I love it. But... Not when I'm trying to cast the character, so just keep that in mind. For those of you who have piercings or those of you who have uh, colored hair or tattoos that are visible, um, maybe on the face, the neck area, wherever the case is, there's nothing wrong with getting a headshot as you are with those things. The only thing is, if you want to be able to branch out and play other roles, definitely utilize, you know, those tips and tricks of covering, of putting a wig on, taking the piercings out. So you have variety so that depending on what you're you're submitting to or your agent or manager is submitting to, you don't have to get pigeonholed. You're like, hey, I can give you this (laughs) or I can give you this. So after all of that is said and done, after you have finally chosen the headshot, you've picked out one or two from a specific look that really captures um, what you're looking for. And even if you, let's say, wear the same shirt, um, because, you know, headshots are going to be pretty much from the waist, if not shoulder area up. It's not going to be a full body shot. And so even if you were to do that, if you want to capture two different vibes in the same outfit, that's fine as well. Something smiley and then something more serious. That's absolutely fine. 
But after you get your headshots, what you want to do is add that to your social media if you use it professionally as an actor. And we'll get into social media later in the podcast. But um, you want to add it to pretty much anywhere that you're marketing yourself as an actor on your IMDb Pro page, on your website, on your actor's access account. You know, wherever you are submitting and being looked for as an actor, that's where you want to put your headshots. Also in your signature, on your emails. So that's just something to keep in mind. Now, we're in the digital age, so a lot of things aren't print anymore, especially in 2020. Like, after everything that happened with the industry and just, yeah, a lot of things uh, are digital. So you're not really going to have to print out, but it's always good to have prints with you because you never know who may require it, any audition you have to go to, and they just want to keep one on file. So when you get your headshots printed, it's best to get it printed by a professional printing company. Uh, Once again, you can reach out to people around you and get recommendations for what they use, or you can also look online. So you want to get a few printed out, Um, If possible, a few of each look or whichever look you know you're going to end up using the most. The standard size to get it printed in is 8 by 10. So with that, you're going to attach your resume on the back of it. Now you can print out a resume and staple it to the back. Make sure that you cut the extra down, the extra paper off around it just because it looks more professional. Um, Or you can get it printed directly to the back of the picture. Doesn't matter. Sometimes when you get your headshot printed, they'll also put your name at the bottom or somewhere on the shot. Um, That's honestly up to you whether you want to do it. Your resume should have your name on it. And so either way, you'll be fine. But it's nice to just have that on you just in case when you're going to castings, when you're moving about in class, different things like that. It's good to just have a hard copy on you. Now, for those of you who are on Actors Access, and Actors Access, um, I believe it's primarily used in the U.S. I'm not exactly sure. Please don't quote me on that. But it is a site where you can submit yourself for acting jobs. If you have a manager or an agent, that tends to be a little more useful for you, as there are certain breakdowns, I believe, that on regular us actors aren't able to see. But either way, you want to make sure that your resume, your headshots, all of that, your, your reel if you have it, your clips are put up there. Now with your headshot, when you upload to Actors Access, they have something called a slate that you can attach to your headshot. I highly recommend that you add one. Reason being is that slate shots will actually help to push your submission further up on the list for casting submissions. So I believe it's $5 a slate. I think you get one free, the first one free. I think on Actors Access, you get two free headshot slots and then anything other you would have to pay for. And the yearly subscription is about $68. So if you know that you're going to be like submitting and applying for things quite often, I would just go ahead and recommend you pay that if you happen to be able to, because it'll just save you in the long run of having to like pay for every audition. But when it comes to your materials, You will have to pay to upload your reel clips. You will have to pay to upload headshots that are beyond, I believe, the two that they give for free. And make sure you're choosing the main headshot that really encompasses you. Now, I do want to put out there that when it comes to acting materials, we do have to update them. So, you know, it's nice to, if you can, keep a savings, keep a budget to the side for all the things you're going to have to, you know, constantly put out for in regards to your career, in regards to your material. And with headshots, you should change them anytime you drastically change your look. Anytime, you know, let's say uh, three to five years pass and you don't look the same. You know, if you've cut your hair, if you've lost a significant amount of weight or gained or whatever the case is, you should change your headshots or update them as you change. 
But outside of that, I really can't think of anything else. So once again, if you happen to have any additional tips or tricks or anything that I forgot to mention, I would love to hear about it. Please feel free to let me know over on IG at d.4.a.l or you can email me at d4aliving at gmail.com. To all of you embarking on the headshot journey or updating out there, I'm sending you lots of love and light. Get your smize on and I will see you next time here at Dramatic for a Living. 